owned by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. And we're live today after a long break, four days off. Cecil, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing pretty well. I'm very rested now. <laughs> I know. Yesterday, we were all kind of sitting around the house saying, you had a weird feeling because, first of all, I, there's always a little bit of a letdown after a big yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this. A big holiday. A big holiday, yeah. and then it's over, and yeah. then you're kind of getting back in the swing of things. It's almost Christmas, but not quite. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of a... Your weird zone we're in right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one yes. feeling it. So, anyways, if you'd like to join us during the show today, we'd love to hear from you. Love to know what your Advent traditions are, uh, anything. You know, if you tell on the radio maybe what your family does for Advent, uh, what's what makes it special, you may be surprised that you may be establishing traditions for other people for generations to come. I mean, a, mm-hmm. not to get too dramatic, but a hundred years from now, there may be a family doing a tradition at their house, all because you called into the radio <laughs> in 2020 and said, hey, this is what we do, and it's kind of a cool idea that works for our family. 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. We do have a couple of phone guests that we're going to speak to today. One of them ties in very nicely to you, Cecil, mm. because of your emphasis on evangelizing young people. Um, <clears throat> I thought you were going to say because her name is the same as mine, technically. No, no. Her name is Cecilia. So <laughs> yes, it's, but, uh, but Cecil is oh, Norwegian yeah. for Cecilia. Oh, so yeah, okay. it is the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So you guys have we something have so in common. so many things in common. <laughs> anyway, she, I, just totally out of the blue, last week I get a phone call, and this doesn't happen very often, and this um, young lady, Cecilia, just started telling me about how she felt so called to evangelize. She has it on her heart that, she, you know, not only she, but young people, people of all ages need to learn their faith, spread the faith. And she spoke with such zeal that I said, you know what, we've got our share coming up next week, and I want to talk to you because even though there's not, you know, she's she didn't call saying everybody needs to support Catholic Radio, but that's our mission. You know, our mm-hmm. mission is for people to learn the faith, especially during these difficult, uh, challenging, and sometimes uh, confusing times that we're living in. So we're going to speak to Cecilia Bresseno uh, at 20 after. And then at around the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by my friend Frank Ramirez. Uh, he and his wife Jennifer uh, are parents to seven children, two whom they've lost, one through miscarriage and one uh, quite tragically, which is the basis of his story. And he is going to talk about, and this would kind of apply to you, Cecil, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a Catholic grief summit mm. that's going on next weekend. It's going to be a virtual uh, for families in grief, not, not so much your family, but anyways, the, the supporting them towards 
healing and restoration with a special emphasis on child loss from pregnancy through adulthood. Now, of course, your family lost your mom, Mm -hmm. but this is especially people, families who have lost a loved one. I was thinking about just the interview we did uh, last week with Rena Rivera, who Mm -hmm. started up the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation. She lost her daughter, Rebecca, when she was a, I think, a sophomore at Ursuline Mm -hmm. back in... 2000, gosh, the dates are, I think it was 2004. Uh, But anyways, we're going to apply it to all grief. But anyways, if this applies to you, if you've lost a child through miscarriage, my wife and I have lost five through miscarriage. Abortion, you've lost a child, a a child, or maybe you lost an adult child, and you're grieving, or you're involved helping another family grieve, and you got to hear his story, because... When my friend uh, Julio Martinez Crespo called me one day and said, you got to meet Frank Ramirez, we had lunch together, and I was blown away, not only by the story that what uh, Frank and his wife had to go through in losing their daughter, but also the way he responded, mm-hmm. you know, responded so faithfully, made made meaning out of it, and so anyways, he'll tell the story, and we'll talk about this grief summit that'll be going on December 11th through 12th, which is next Friday and Saturday, and uh, he'll be on for the second half of the show. And let's see, what else? Um, Advent traditions. And we got, <laughs> we got the share starting tomorrow. Yes. We've got new shows to talk about. A yes. lot of things in a very short amount of time. But do you have Advent traditions that either you grew up with, that you thought of yourself, you're doing now as a young adult, mm-hmm. or, or anything come to mind? So it's interesting. So since I didn't, most of my childhood, I wasn't Catholic. I was a practicing Christian for a good portion of my childhood, but I wasn't Catholic. Yeah. Advent isn't celebrated as I guess fervently in uh, most other uh, Protestant mm-hmm. denominations. My, my mom, because she was raised Catholic, did try to emphasize that we do sp- take that time. That was like yeah. that was just a special time that we were supposed to be preparing for Christmas. Um, so I remember doing devotions like the Jesse Tree. I don't know if you've ever done that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah of we used to do that when I was younger quite a few times. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to think of a very specific Advent uh, tradition, and my family's known for traditions, but Advent's where it gets a little bit like so I'm not sure. So you didn't light the candles? You guys oh, no, we did. We did light the candles. Okay. We would usually at least do a devotion on the Sundays. We mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, the biggest memory of Advent for me is us failing to do the daily devotion <laughs> and trying to catch up and reading like five devotions in one so day. you feel like a total failure, <laughs> Exactly, you? usually. Yeah. I'm so, sorry I brought it up. No, it's okay. It's, yeah. it's funny because I think it's harder as an adult who doesn't have, we don't have any kids in the house, it's harder to celebrate Advent. I don't know if you, you have kids though, so yeah. you, you're, yeah. you're leading them through yeah. Advent, so it's yeah. a little that, bit different than doing it yourself or with Advent adult siblings so it's you're not bit... watching like the brother francis videos uh <laughs> you know if someone gave them to me i would you know i love <laughs> cartoons yeah 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 you know it's you bring up a great point because when you're adults yeah it's it's fun it's to fun kind for the of, kids because you're teaching them you're teaching them and uh, you know we we blessed the wreath and we lit the candle and we let our little patrick blow the candle out and you're right it's a whole different vibe to mm-hmm. use my my daughter's language you know when when you're yeah but that that's that's true and i also personally am going through because I, I sometimes can get a little bit of a reputation among some of my kids as being a little bit of like the the advent grouch because <laughs> we don't put lights up as we talk yep. we don't put I'll listen to some Christmas music after Thanksgiving but not before uh, but we don't turn the lights on until December 24th mm-hmm. I'll put them up on mm-hmm. the house but we've got these neighbors across the street the go all out let me guess and they they are the I mean just 
the best people in the world. My kids love them because they have the whole house <laughs> decked up with the, those big inflatables and yes, Santa Claus yeah. and the Merry Christmas and the lights. And, and so, you know, we put the little lights in the, the windows, just the little white light, which yes. is kind of like welcoming mm-hmm. the Christ child. Mm-hmm. So I told my daughter on the way to school this morning, I said, you know, between us and our neighbors, we're kind of both celebrating in a different way yes. because there is joy in this in this season and you're sure, anticipating certainly. and they they choose to go all out <laughs> and, uh, and we choose the more you know subtle, subtle yeah, kind absolutely. of anticipatory way but everybody does it differently and so yes, anyways uh, and that's how I get around being a total grouch <laughs> to my kids is, like, uh, you know teach his own we, you know, we yeah, all have different ways of celebrating absolutely. right uh, if you want to share your Advent traditions, please call us. We'd love to hear from you. When you call in, it just it gives a whole different feeling for the show. We know you're out there. We we love when you participate. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. And uh, let's see. Thanksgiving. Um, good. Get Get, together. No, no burning of turkeys. This is all good. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was great. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I I love Thanksgiving, you know, get together and, uh, it's just a cool time of the year. The, the weather on Thursday. It was mild. It was mild. It wasn't necessarily cold. It was nice though to go outside and hang out though. You didn't have to worry about bundling up too much, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, another another Thanksgiving has come and gone, and now we're in Advent, and today is the feast day of St. Andrew. <laughs> and so today's St. Andrew, and the only other feast day we celebrate this week is going to be St. Francis Xavier on Thursday. Oh, wonderful. And the significance of that is that, and many people who go way back in local Catholic radio here in North Texas know that before Guadalupe Radio Network... We had a little upstart group called Radio Xavier that kind of merged in with Guadalupe Radio, but that was the group that kind of did the the legwork and kind of got things started. And then, of course, one day I get this call from a young uh, Diane Xavier, and she wanted to volunteer. <laughs> All comes and I, I full thought, well, I said, if your name's Xavier, I mean, you're in. And she, of course, <laughs> Diane to this day is still working with us, and she, she's been around. She was here this morning helping mm-hmm. out. So. Uh, anyway, so St. Francis Xavier, the great Jesuit uh, missionary, will celebrate on Thursday. And tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock begins the Christmas Sherathon. I'm excited. Yeah. I like yeah. the Christmas Sherathon because we get to listen to Christmas music between all the... <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. And the CD that we'll be giving away for the Christmas music mm. are called the the GRN Favorites. And yes. so it's not just one artist. It's, it's a lot a, of artists. A lot of different artists. I haven't listened to it yet. But there's uh, some Julie Carrick's on there. Okay. Um, Liz Owens, some mm-hmm. a lot of ones, that, those voices that you've heard on our shareathons before, but like the best of, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and some the, great songs too. <laughs> and the last time we'll be able to do celebrating twenty years, uh, we have a neat appreciation CD that we're going to give away. Sometimes, you know, the last two shareathons, it's been a talk by Joe McLean, mm-hmm. and then my talk for the fall shareathon. But this one. Uh, and Toya Hall, our VP, is the one that typically thinks of these things, is that it's called the joy of giving. And what we did was Joe and I interviewed a couple of donors. Uh, Joe interviewed Toya. Joe interviewed a couple of people down in Houston. I interviewed uh, Dr. Mike Deck, who's from Prince of Peace Parish in Plano, and just talked about, you know, why they give. Mm-hmm. And we'll also know what they get out of it, you know, the joy of giving. The you, you receive a lot from giving. And I'm just in the process of listening to the whole thing right now. And it's really good. So anybody who donates, you give, give a, th- a dollar or give $10,000, you're, you're going to be sent that. Uh, you also have a chance to win a pilgrimage 
as soon as we start going to pilgrimages again. <laughs> Once those are a thing again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember, in this time right now, walk to your local parish and you can call it a pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, life is a pilgrimage in a way, Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. I like how you put that all in perspective. So, yeah, celebrating 20 years, going all the way back, uh, you know, 20 years ago is when uh, Catholic Radio started, but uh, La Promesa Foundation began even earlier than that in 1994. I remember, gosh, back in January when Toya and Len yes. came and sat in the studio and Joe was here. This is all pre-COVID, and we did the whole interview. Uh, you produced that, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Diane and I took turns producing it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We good. did the same interview like three or four times. Yes. And then Joe had to piece it all together. <laughs> Found the best bits. And I think you can still get that on our website if you want to hear the story of how... It's a uh, great story. Yeah, how God just kept showing up. And it's a, it's a really an amazing story. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about before we take our first break and talk to Cecilia Berseno about uh, her call to me last week about the need to evangelize and uh, get the word out, and especially in 2020. Mm. You know, a lot of people are down. A lot of people are feeling uh, lost and lonely, and the, the gospel message is so important right now. Um, oh, yeah, and also, tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, we fully <laughs> expect the first call of the Sherathon to be from North Texas. That'd be okay? amazing. Now, I don't, I, you know, because when we get on the air tomorrow morning, it's going to be the whole network, and I'm not going to say, hey, North Texas, come on. <laughs> okay, but right now, since this is a local show, I can be kind of a homie. Yes. And so, North Texas, we're counting on you. We it want, makes us uh, very excited. Because Anne-Marie from Germantown yes. is going to want to call in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, we have James Allen yes. from Houston. He likes to call in. And they don't call in thousands of dollars. They call in what <laughs> they can do. So that could yeah. be you too. Yeah. Five dollars, ten dollars. We just like to see DFW pop up. It makes us very happy. Diane yeah. and I run the board for all four days, and so we get to watch it all happening behind the scenes. So yeah. makes all us right. happy. So here's what I'm gonna do. I don't think this is cheating. Is I'm gonna give you the phone <laughs> number uh, right now. Now this is the phone number for tomorrow morning at uh, uh, call it about five till maybe ten till seven o'clock. Okay, it's eight hundred four seven six three three one one. 1-800-476-3311, and just say, calling in a donation, it can be $5 or it could be $1,500, whatever you want to give, but uh, we fully expect the first call to be from North Texas, okay? That's the last time I'll say that, because I can't <laughs> say that tomorrow morning when we're on the, when we're on the air. Uh, the Sick Up for 9, 10 a.m. campaign yes. is down to its last month, because we're in the last day of November we are, now, and we, we are. do this for three months every year. Uh, we want to get 1,400 bumper stickers on cars. I don't know where we are in that, but uh, we have a little incentive for people to not only put it on their car, but also take a picture and, and send, send it to us. Yes, right? absolutely. So we've been doing a weekly raffle um, to get, raffle off some great um, gifts and prizes. Uh, started a couple weeks ago. We have, I think, two more weeks left. This goes until December 12th. So um, it's a pretty small raffle at the moment. People just either send us their selfie on our email, send it to Dave, or they post it on our GRN DFW Facebook group. And this week, we actually have three people in All the right. drawing. And our, they're winning. This person's going to win the Mother Angelica biography, right? The Raymond Arroyo. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's called Mother Angelica, The Remarkable Story of a Nun, Her Nerve, and a Network of Miracles. And I tell you, you know, many of you have probably already read this. Mm -hmm. But if you win it... 
and you've already read it, give it to somebody. It's a Christmas gift. You can be ahead of the game. <laughs> this is like plastic wrap. And don't be like Dave who goes shopping on the 24th of December. <laughs> my, my my wife got our daughter a book. Oh, yeah? Um, uh, you know, because my daughter's 16 years old and all that. And, and my wife was so intrigued by it that she read it beforehand. <laughs> but this one, you can't do that because it's wrapped it's in plastic. Wrapped. It's beautiful. Uh, so no one anyways. will know that you're regifting it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So anyways, we got three right, people in the drawing. This is for the Mother Angelica book. It's people who actually sent us at kth at grnonline.com or a picture, post, yeah. a picture of you in front of your car with a sticker on the back. Okay, mm-hmm. so all right. So three people in. Can you hear the dramatic rough yeah, rustling? Yeah, boy, the... I, I feel so nervous right now. I'm just waiting. It is Scott. Scott, Scott Rogi. our Scott Rogi, our right. good friend Scott one. He sent us a cool picture. Oh, I think he's coming in this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's volunteering, isn't yeah, he? Perfect. Sure so we don't even have to send it. He can just pick <laughs> it up. Perfect. So, Scott, congratulations. You won the book. <laughs> and, and Scott's one of our most faithful listeners. In fact, I'm going to put him on the spot right now and uh, see, if he's <laughs> see if he's listening. Because if he doesn't text me right now, he's not listening. It's okay, because you don't have to listen 24 hours a day. Scott's just one of those guys that happens to listen a lot. So, Scott, congratulations. And uh, you're the winner of the book. Scott, mm-hmm. I bet you, has already read it, but he's got, he's got like adult kids. And so just oh, pass yeah. it along to one of them. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we take our first break, this is the Good News Show. Glad you're with us. Phone number 877-757-9424 is there is a lot going on change-wise with the Guadalupe Radio Network. If you listen to Joe, Joe's uh, uh, Live show this morning, he announced that uh, there's only going to be one more Live. Monday, there's only going to be two more GRN Live Fridays. Yes. Okay, the 11th and the 18th. And then it all goes away, but there's also some new shows that are starting up. Okay, Joe is starting the Catholic Drive Time. Uh, that's going to start on December 9th. It's a Wednesday. That's going to be from 6 to 8 a.m. And, you know, one thing I want to say is, you know, if you've ever thought about doing a radio show, this I mean, golden opportunity. strike while the iron is hot. That doesn't mean everybody that wants a show is going to get a show. Absolutely. Most people, probably the last thing in the world they'd want to do is a radio <laughs> show. But if you've ever thought like, you know, I've got an idea and I think it would be great. Mm. Now's the time. Okay. Yeah. Because we're going through a lot of changes. We're doing a lot of our own programming and it's going to be an exciting next year. Uh, Sissel has started her show, which, um, despite some of my mix ups, it's the second <laughs> Friday. Of the uh, the month, I only and I only mess up. The, yeah. the, the, it, I also mess up the time sometimes. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, because we changed the time. It used to be at uh, noon. Yeah, so young and present, what do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So it's interesting, um, like Dave mentioned, if you're looking for a show, I came up with the idea for young and present because I saw a gap. Like, Because sometimes there's a lot of great programming on Catholic Radio, but there wasn't a show specifically for young adults yeah. or and young people and youth. And so I talked to my friend, Zach Barton, who coincidentally has dreamed of always being on a Catholic Radio show. He loves you know, Dr. David Anders. <laughs> Um, so together, we got together to kind of just give young people's perspectives about the things going on in the world, our faith, how to live out our faith, so that we can talk as peers to young adults and get hopefully more young adults to listen to Catholic Radio more frequently. So mm-hmm. so great. That's uh, the second Friday of the month, <clears throat> 11 o'clock. Yes. Although this next coming, month, yeah, it's yeah, not. next month is going to be on the third, and the next month after that, I think it's going to be on the third. So yeah, forget yeah. what we said about the second. Just until... always tune in on Fridays <laughs> at 11 a.m. You're always going to get a good show. 
show. <laughs> yeah. And also, first time I can officially announce is that I think I mentioned before that I'm going to start a show based yes. on the, the teaching of St. Thomas Aquinas, but I can officially tell you that the name of the show is going to be Back to the Father, which kind of sounds like Back to the Future. It does. You know, the Michael <laughs> J. Fox uh, show, but Back to the Father because... St. Thomas Aquinas, if he was here with us in studio, would say that the purpose of life is to come to know the Heavenly Father. And okay, and our life is an exciting journey uh, to get back to the Father. And so that's going to be the title of the show. And I'm really excited about it. Sissel's working on a little kind of video montage yes. opener for it, uh, maybe exciting. some theme music. And uh, I'll also let you know that Friday, December 11th, next Friday during the 2 o'clock hour, we are going to be doing a kind of a dress rehearsal online only, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And we really want you to join us because if nobody's watching it, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, kind of mark your calendar. I think it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be our uh, dress rehearsal. It's not going to go over the radio. It's just going to be on our social media platforms. It'll be Sissel's first work of full time, first day of full time. It is. It's going to be a busy day, too. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a busy day. And uh, we, we're going to have the DFW Alive. We're going to have the uh, GRN Alive in the morning. We're going to have... You know, the, the, the back to the father. I mean, it's going to be so much going on that day. It's going to be very exciting. All right. And then, um, that, that'll be coming up in the new year every Friday at two o'clock across the entire network. Okay. So a lot going on and, uh, that's going to bring us to our first break. All right. This is the good news show. If you want to join us, have any questions or comments for our guests, 877-757-9424. We'll come back and introduce you to Cecilia Braseno, a pretty dynamic young Catholic woman right after this. All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas is hosting an Advent mission with Father Thomas Esposito. Father Esposito will reflect on the subject of Christmas. The talk will take place on Wednesdays, December 2nd and December 9th from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The event will take place in the church and space is limited to 225 participants. Father Esposito is also Assistant Professor of Theology at the University of Dallas. For more information, visit allsaintsdallas.org. Hi, my name is Jake. My brother Gerald and I are Simply Real Estate Investors and sponsors of KATH 910AM. Our team, along with partners, specialize in helping you and your neighbors in distressed situations by buying distressed homes. In doing so, we enjoy revitalizing the neighborhoods and giving back to the community. The number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. All right, we're back. That was a quick break, 877-757-9424. This is the Good News Show as we talk with you about things going on in North Texas. And as we mentioned, our Christmas share begins tomorrow, 7 o'clock, runs through Friday, so from December 1st until December 4th, and it's the... Uh, the theme is celebrating 20 years. And as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, last week, kind of out of the blue, I got a call from a dynamic, fired up young lady, and she was telling me about uh, just how the Holy Spirit has put on her heart the need to evangelize, the need to learn her faith. And after talking to her, I said, you know what, this ties in so well to our sure that I wanted to 
get you on the air and uh, talk to you, and maybe you can motivate our listeners, and not just uh, call in and donate during the Sherathon, but really to get fired up about their faith, especially during the, the challenging times that we're living in right now. So Cecilia Berseno, uh, who worships uh, primarily at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller, but also visits some other parishes in the Fort Worth Diocese as well, joins us to talk about evangelization. Cecilia, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? I'm hey, doing good. Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tell me, and well, tell our listeners, what motivated you last week to pick up the phone and say, you know what, I'm going to call Dave and just kind of let him know where my heart is as far as evangelization. Tell us what was going on. Well, you know, especially with the times now going on, I, I just have a heart for, you know, especially my generation, you know, millennials, you know, be turning 29 and everything, I just realized that we have to be more bold in our faith, and we have to, you know, speak out and not be afraid to have faith in the Lord, that He is working our lives, and, you know, we have to just put our trust in Him and not be fearful that the enemy infiltrate our minds, and, you know, the times, these are strange times we're living in, of course, we all know that. And, you know, the enemy is out more than ever. And so we need to definitely strive to be close in relationship with Jesus Christ, be in more prayer and be more deep into our faith and our Catholicism, because, you know, that's the, that's the weapon towards the enemy, praying the rosary and everything that we want for. And I'm just like, you know what, we need our, the millennials, our, my generation to be more bold because we're going to lead the next generation on how to be, and it's up to us now, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's a, a, I love just the way you speak with the clarity, and I uh, just want, uh, you know, to mention also, last Friday on our GRN Live show, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Chris Parsons, and he wrote, he wrote a book called A Little Spark, and one of the things we were talking about is that, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us sparks, gives us inspirations, and we need to follow up on those, and you talked about boldness, and I know you and your sister have taken this, and you've said, you know, we're going to start a, a YouTube channel, and I think if every single person listening, everybody who's, you know, calls himself a Christian will just say, dear Lord, what do you want me to do? What, what are you calling me to do? We're not all called to do the same thing. We're not all called to be on radio or have YouTube channels, but is that what inspired you and your sister to, to start evangelizing in that manner through, through social media? Yes, absolutely. We have been in prayer, and especially the past couple couple years, the Lord has been working and saying, you need to be more into ministry with your generation, and I have a heart for the youth and the, our high school teens, um, and we just need to go out there, be, and we need to finally do that YouTube channel, be in ministry, and eventually have, like, you know, Bible studies, have live programs, and have just people all over um, just kind of come and tune into our, our YouTube channel and to kind of have that courage to, you know, not themselves, because yes, to work on ourselves, of course, make sure we're good, but also extend a handout to, you know, our fellow millennials to come uh, rise up and say, you don't have to be afraid. You're not alone out there. It, you know, it's, it's very strange times where we're brought up to be like, you know what, in your workplace and being out there in the world to to not so much have your faith out there and just kind of blend in with being part of a company or your coworkers, but you know it, God's wanting us to stand up and fight for Him. You know He wants us to recognize 
that he's number one priority in our lives and we want to live a righteous life for sure. So that's what me and my sister are about. And we have been, we were trying to, the enemy has been definitely that's been kind of messing our minds like, Oh, we can't do this, but we've only put a couple of videos out, but we're, fired up we're still inspired to keep putting videos up for sure yeah that's awesome we'll mention in a moment what that youtube channel is uh, and i just this i just i just had this brainstorm i don't i can't believe i didn't think about that but i i still have a couple of the chris parsons uh little spark books to give away oh, do you really yeah we gave away some on friday but he wants to we can give two more away and just speaking to cecilia and making that connection to the little spark i just say and i know that people are like what what are you talking about it's a book that is that Chris Parsons from um, All Saints Parish in Dallas wrote. It's a wonderful book about, it's about a little mouse, but if I'm feeling an inspiration, doing something, it's, it's, I don't have a lot of time to talk about the book, but if you want to call up and say, what's your spark? You know, Cecilia has a spark, you know, uh, Cecil has a spark, starts a radio show. I've got my spark with uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Just tell Cecil what your spark is, and I will connect. If you're one of the first two, I'll connect you with Chris Parsons, and we'll send you that book. It's, it's geared for seven-year-olds. But it's, uh, it's, again, it's a really cool book. But just uh, let us know, 877-757-9424. We won't put you on the air because I want to spend more time with Cecilia. Uh, but call and tell uh, Cecil, <laughs> Cecil, Cecilia, we got a lot of <laughs> Cecilias going on here, uh, what your spark is. Uh, what, what do you feel like God is calling you to do? 877-757-9424. And uh, I will uh, we'll send you one of those books, I promise. All right, so Cecilia, you mentioned boldness. And I'm thinking the opposite of boldness is timidity, uh, you know, fearfulness, uh, lethargy, you know, the, the capital, uh, one of the capital sins is sloth, which is kind of like a, uh, almost like a spiritual laziness. So if people feel stuck, they're, they're procrastinating, they can't quite get off the couch, so to speak, and can't get going, what would your advice be? Well, you know, my advice would be, cause I have been in that, that, that position, you know, that the, the the slothing is the laziness of not, not wanting to get up and not wanting to do stuff. I've been there before. There's been a period of my life where I, I stopped everything because the enemy was definitely in my head and, and trying to, you know, make me believe that I, I am nothing. I've been there in your shoes. So that's why I'm here. And like, that's why the spark even came upon. I would encourage you just to, you know, read more of the Bible, even five minutes a day. And I would encourage you to cry out to the Lord and say, you know what? You would, do you want to be part of this army and just to fight and say, you know what? I will not let the enemy win. You want to let the enemy win and let, and have, have Satan infiltrate your mind. Read the Bible at least five minutes, you know, just one chapter, just, you know, it doesn't matter what, what chapter you're going to go to or what book. Um, the gospels are always good, but, and then prayer, you know, there's, there's a lot of good, um, at the, the Catholic bookstore, there's, you know, St. Michael prayer book of protection. Well, St. Michael can help you to be bold. And I've actually had this one, um, word that I was in prayer and I was just kind of started writing and it's, it, I, I want to just call it this word, this word of encouragement you know, I wrote down here, um, February 7th of earlier this, this year, um, it says, Millennials, I've come to give you hope in this new generation. I feel like this is what God is trying to say. You know, do not be afraid to be bold in your communities, to stand out and, and say truth to, into the unknown. 
Don't let bad and evil thoughts come between you and your happiness. Stay steady in truth and always seek it out. Our God is listening, and trust me, he hears every word. Trust plays a big part in our daily lives, and it takes immense, immense courage to implement into our automatic habits. Let's rise up and show the younger generation that fear can be overcome and that faith can have such a positive impact that it spreads like wildfire. Be strong, have courage, and be faithful. Wow, that's, uh, that's awesome. <clears throat> Cecilia, thanks so much. I wish we had more time. we got to take a break. Where can people find uh, you on YouTube? They can find you on the radio. We're also going to do another interview, and we're going to play it during the uh, that you'll So you'll hear some more of Cecilia this coming week when the Sherathon starts. But what's, uh, what's your channel on YouTube? It's New Love Ministries. All right. Very That's good. Cecilia Braseno mm-hmm. from St. Elizabeth Anseton Parish in Keller. Thanks so much. And New Love Ministries on YouTube. And uh, I think we'll be hearing from more of you, more from you and maybe on Cecil's show and uh, the upcoming uh, programming. But I uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us today, Cecilia. Thank you. And may God continue to bless you. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless you, too. Okay, thanks. And we're going to take another break now and come back <clears throat> and talk about, well, talk to Frank Ramirez. Frank has an amazing testimony. It's really a a heartbreaking uh, uh, circumstances that he and his wife had to endure and their family, but he was able to, you know, bring good out of it. And I think you'll be impressed with him. And also you might be interested in a event that he is organizing called Anchored Catholic Grief Summit, which is going to be virtual next Friday and Saturday. So we'll talk all about that, his story, and this summit when we come back in just a moment. Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine is partnering with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth for the second annual live drive through Nativity on Friday, December 4th and Saturday, December 5th. The event is open to the public. A total of seven spectacular live Nativity scenes will feature students of Holy Trinity Catholic School from 6 to 8.30 p.m. each evening. Enjoy the splendor of the live Nativity from the comfort of your car. Catholic Charities of Fort Worth will be present to collect unwrapped new toys for children. For more information, visit the Holy Trinity Catholic School Facebook page. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Um, what are you doing, Cecil? I'm trying to get the perfect selfie of myself and the 910 AM bumper sticker on my car. Oh, why? Haven't you heard? There's a stick up for 910 AM selfie raffle. There is? Yep. We're asking listeners to either send us their bumper sticker selfies or post them to our GRN DFW Facebook group. And every week until December 12th, we'll be doing a drawing for an awesome prize. Wow. Folks can email kath at grnonline.com to either get more bumper stickers or to send us their photos. Now, do you mind moving, Dave? You're blocking my son. Oh. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H, 
Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for Rosary Missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Hello, my name is Brad Grimes with the Grimes Insurance Group, and I'm a proud sponsor of 910 AM. My wife and I are parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco with our four sons. I would like you to consider Grimes Insurance Group for your personal insurance needs. We are an independent agency working with multiple carriers. I invite you to call today for a no-obligation review of your insurance needs. We can be reached at 214-494-8800. That's 214-494-8800. Thank you. We are back. This is the Good News Show with Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson running the board and chiming in here and there. Uh, and uh, we just ran that spot about the um, the, the stick up for nine ten yes. a.m. campaign, <laughs> and it proves I am not a good actor. Did you hear how I said like, wow? <laughs> I just, I have such a hard time with oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry, but, Dave. Uh, I don't anyways, think Hollywood's calling for you no, anymore. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. your chances. <laughs> That's okay. I got a fallback career that, uh, that I have. Uh, 877-757-9424. Great to speak to uh, Cecilia Bersano there a moment ago. And, you know, earlier this year, I think it was, gosh, I want to say it's like February, maybe March, I uh, got a call from uh, my buddy uh, Julio Martinez Crespo, and he said, Dave, and and, and I, I don't hear from him very often, he said, I got a friend you got to meet. And so we arranged lunch, and uh, Julio and his friend Frank Ramirez and I had lunch, and we sat there for like an hour, and I heard Frank's testimony, and was just so touched and so blessed by it. And I've been in touch with Frank, did an interview with him, and he recently reached out to me to let me know that he um, is one of the organizers of an Anchored Catholic Grief Summit, uh, which is put on by his apostolate called Joyful Like Maggie, which is named after his late daughter, and also Redbird Ministries. It's going to be next Friday and Saturday, December 11th and 12th, a virtual conference for families in grief and the families who are supporting them towards healing and restoration with a special emphasis on child loss from pregnancy through adulthood. And so we'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to get Frank's uh, story so you can uh, hear what he and his wife uh, endured. His wife is Jennifer, and they in, in all have seven children. They lost, of course, Maggie and also lost a child, Regina, through miscarriage. So they're raising five currently, and they are parishioners at St. Jude Parish in Allen. And Frank joins us via phone for the Good News Show. Frank, good afternoon. Hey, Dave. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Happy Feast Day of St. Andrew. Yeah, you too. Um, let's, uh, I, I mentioned the particulars and the website, by the way, if people want to learn more about this conf, this summit is anchoredtothecross.com. We'll talk more specifically about that and who it's for, but Frank, let's get, uh, what uh, what can we can of your story? And I know the limited time we have probably isn't going to allow you to tell the whole story, but tell us the highlights of what you and your family endured with the loss of your precious daughter, Maggie, and some of the circumstances behind that. Uh, go ahead and tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so first, thanks for letting me be on the show again. Some of you may have heard me this past May. Uh, Dave had me on to talk about the two-year anniversary of the passing of our daughter. Her name is Magdalene Therese affectionately referred to as Maggie. And on May 6, 2018, 
The last Sunday of the Easter season, we unexpectedly lost her at the age of 10. She died of a brain tumor that we did not know about until the day before she passed away. It was unexpected. It was very fast and uh, profoundly sorrowful. And the, and the consequences we're still living with today. So, I mean, it, it kind of goes without saying that this loss has forever changed our lives, but not not for the negative, for the positive. And, I mean, we've started this apostolate called Joyful Like Maggie, and that was born out of the loss of our daughter Maggie, who was so full of joy. And even now, as I continue to look back on her life and her witness, that's the one word that my wife and I keep coming back to is joyful. She was so full of supernatural joy. And my wife was telling me, actually, a couple of weeks ago when we recorded the latest episode for our podcast, In the Midst, she was saying that when Maggie lied in the hospital bed and my wife was right next to her and she was feeling her heart as she was taking her last breaths, my wife said that as her heart was just slowly fading away, the heartbeat, my wife kept saying, you make all things new. Mm. You make all things new. And, you know, as our daughter was, she was dying before our eyes, but she was also being created anew, as painful as that was to experience. And as my wife says, so were we. Uh, she and I were recreated in, in that room with our daughter. And out of this profound suffering comes joyful like Maggie. And the question naturally arises for everybody, how in the world can someone have joy in the midst of or even in the aftermath of a tragedy like this? And the answer is very simple. Christ is risen. I don't think that it is at all a coincidence that our daughter died on the last Sunday of the Easter season. And as we all know, there is this ancient global people who have been steadily marching through history proclaiming Christ is risen. And during the Easter season in particular, the church pulls out all the stops so that she can, as far as she can, as far as is humanly possible, proclaim to the world that Christ is risen. This is the greatest act of worship. This is the apex of Catholic worship on the liturgical calendar. And it was in that context, while that was going on, that our daughter passed away into eternal life. And for me and for my wife, that's just a powerful testimony and one that brings us great comfort that the devil does not have the last say. Christ has conquered sin, death, and the devil and gives us this hope. But he doesn't just give it to us, as our Lord says in the Gospels, to put under a bushel basket. We have to share it because we're not the exception. People are suffering all around this country, particularly during this pandemic. They're suffering all over the world. And we have to be able to give these people hope, the hope of the cross, the hope of the empty tomb, the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Frank Ramirez joins us uh, talking about the, the heartfelt uh, story. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's tragic, but it also, as you hear the, the, the joy and the hope in his voice, and it's so uh, impressive. And I think that's what I came out of that first lunch appointment uh, with Frank, is that you and your wife seem to... Uh, the only way I can describe it is have like a supernatural type of wisdom to be able to see the big picture when this tragedy befell you back in 2018. You mentioned that 
uh, Maggie had a supernatural joy. I mean, any of us can be joyful when things are going great, but a supernatural joy kind of transcends the circumstances and says, you know, even when, objectively speaking, my life stinks, I'm still joyful. <laughs> and uh, children right. seem to have a good knack for that, maybe maybe even better than us adults sometimes. But uh, there is uh, a real supernatural aspect to this story, and I think that's what you're trying to kind of get across is looking at the big picture, right? When, when, when tragedy befalls us. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the church, you know, Almighty God gets all the glory and he, he works to disciple us through Holy Mother Church. And so, you know, I just, I come back to this time and time again, when I have these conversations, you know, my wife and I were doing what we were trained to do by Holy Mother Church, what we had been discipled to do. Now, of course, Holy Mother Church did not disciple us for the day that our daughter died specifically. There was no way we could have known that. However, all Christians are disciples to carry the cross. And what that looks like in the future, we don't know. But we are trained for that. We are trained to carry the cross every day. We are trained to proclaim Christ as risen when our crucifixion comes. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, Dave, is that there is, there is no prayer that is going to prevent a Christian from being crucified. Because every one of us has to be crucified with our Lord, because it's only through the crucifixion that we get to the resurrection. Yeah. And, you know, I can just, I just strongly encourage people to embrace what the church is offering through her sacraments, through the Mass, the greatest prayer of the church, through the liturgical calendar, through the lives of the saints, so that when that day comes, it, as much as it hurts them, because it will hurt them, even if they're on their knees and they're just sobbing, they can still, through the psalms, mutter the words, Christ is risen. Yeah, and I want to talk about this uh, summit here in a moment, but before that, I want to kind of connect it to what's going on in the church right now. And, you know, we'd have to have our head in the sand to not say that there's some, it's a very, very challenging time in the church, and many of us may have doubt about whether we can even follow some of our, our leaders or we see corruption at all levels. And I saw somebody post something on social media the other day, and they said, you know, would you, would you abandon? your mother if she had cancer. And, you know, mm. regardless of the situation within the church, even if there is a, you know, so to speak, a cancer that, you know, is infecting the church, even from the inside, we can't abandon her. And I think, you know, it all kind of ties together, maybe indirectly to what you're talking about, is that we got to be able to withstand these, these challenging times and hold on as an anchor to our faith, don't we? And maybe even dig in even deeper. And maybe this is a time when we have to just study more, learn more, pray more, sacrifice more to get through these challenging times. Absolutely. When, when we're in the midst of the storm, the best thing to do is to cling to the cross harder and to worship. That has to be our response to everything that's going on. And, that, you know, being a Christian does not mean we are immune to all of the temptations of the world and all of the sufferings of the world. Christians are going to get cancer. Christians are going to get, you know, in car accidents. Christians are going to die unexpectedly. Um, you mentioned what's going on in the church. Christians are not immune to financial scandal uh, and all kinds of other scandals and corrupt leadership and disappointments in leadership and, you know, people coming and going in terms of membership and, you know, uh, professed allegiance and what have you. We are not immune to all of these things. We go through all these things. But what makes us different, what makes us different is that we've been there, done that, and are still doing it, right? The nations come and go. Politics come and go. Ideologies come and go. Corrupt leaders, even within the church, they come and they go. 
But Holy Mother Church remains at the table, and she's there, regardless of who's there with her. They can join or they can leave, but she's going to be there because that's what God has called her to do. And we, as her faithful children, we have to be there with her. We have to stand with her. She is a warrior queen, and we are her warrior children. And we have to proclaim to the world the pure message of the gospel of, of the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, Frank Ramirez joins us, and if you have a question or a comment about uh, his story or the event that he's helping to organize called Anchored Catholic Grief Summit, uh, he, along with uh, the founders of Redbird Ministries, which we'll talk about in just a second, are organizing this. It's a virtual conference, December 11th through 12th, so that's next weekend. And Frank, I'm on the website, and I'm just kind of scrolling down, and boy, there is a lot here, a lot of speakers, a lot of topics, and uh, this is this obviously is not something you guys just threw together. This is really well organized. So let's spend the rest of the time that we have, about 10 minutes, talking about this grief summit and uh, an invitation to those listening to participate. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, this is something that we're doing uh, under our apostolate Joyful Like Maggie in conjunction with the founders of Redbird Ministries, Ryan and Kelly Bro, and they are out of Brobridge, Louisiana, and they have a ministry. It's a nonprofit Catholic grief support ministry. And like us, they know they know suffering. They know the cross. They know the crucifixion. They've lost three children of their own. And it was out of that profound sorrow and participation in our Lord's sufferings that they then gave birth to Redbird Ministries. And so we've joined up with them because we have this this solidarity with them. And we've decided, you know what, let's reach out and share the gospel as we have experienced it in our suffering to others who are suffering. And so we're putting on this this Catholic grief summit so that we can talk about how our faith in particular as Catholics has helped us manage through this grief. And we got we got quite a quite a lineup going on. We got a, a lot of speakers. I mean here's just some of them and these are these are people in the trenches. So we have Cassie Everett who's going to be speaking on the nursery of heaven. She's a wife, the mother of five little ones in heaven and five children on earth. She's the co-author of Nursery in Heaven, Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. She's a contributor to uh, Catholic Moms, uh, which is a blog that she says she writes at regularly. We got Eileen Tully. She's going to be talking about being present in pain. She's going to learn. She's going to talk about what she learned after the death of her twin daughters. We have uh, Rod Dunlap who works for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. He is employed, specifically he deals with the anti-pornography initiative there. But he's married, he's uh, the dad to eight, six living on earth, two little saints in heaven. One of their daughters was diagnosed in utero and only lived 59 days. Mm. Uh, We have a couple of priests who are going to be speaking as well about the pastoral approach to the issue of grief. We have, and one of my, one of the talks I'm looking forward to hearing the most is from Leo Labresco. She's going to be giving a talk on the dignity of death. And I, I don't know if you remember this, Dave, but the Trappist monks um, had, um, they have a ministry here in America where if a child dies, they will build the casket and give it to the family for free. Mm. And they did that for Maggie. Oh, so the wow. casket she was buried in was blessed by these monks. They they also plant a tree in their monastic forest in memory of the child. So she's going to be talking about the Trappist monks' ministry. She actually interviewed them and is going to be publishing an article soon about that. 
Uh, she's written for First Things, The American Conservative. She's been interviewed on CNN. So just, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of speakers touching on these different aspects. And I just, I, I love the fact, if I can even put it that way, that they're in the trenches with us. These are people who know suffering. They know what it's like to be crucified, but they also know what it's like to experience the resurrection. Yeah. Amen. Frank Ramirez joins us. Uh, Frank, I think you'll be uh, really surprised in a, in a good way at who has called in. I think it's somebody that you know because he says he knows he knew Maggie. And none other than our dear friend, Father Paul Weinberger. And this wasn't planned. Oh, my goodness. Father Paul is listening and uh, calls in. Father Paul, thank you so much. What a blessing to hear from you. So you knew Maggie Ramirez, huh? Oh, sure. And Frank and Jenny, I'm so glad to hear they're doing this. This is a great idea. Father, tell us about your experience, because it's one thing to hear a a father, because, of course, a father's love for his daughter is going to be so intense, and I certainly know that, the, being the father of two daughters myself. But what, what was your um, impression, your your memories of, of Maggie? Well, what Frank was talking about, the uh, the connection with the resurrection, in the, in the Bible, the person who was the first to witness Jesus after he uh, rose from the dead was St. Mary Magdalene. And uh, Maggie, of course, is uh, Magdalena. The uh, holy face of Monapello, uh, uh, is something that comes to mind connected with St. Mary Magdalene. And Maggie had that joy that St. Mary Magdalene had on Easter Sunday morning um, when, she, when she saw the, the risen Christ. Pope Benedict, uh, he had the best line. He said, why, why did she find Jesus first on Easter Sunday morning? And he answers the question, um, she was looking for him. Mm. Um, Maggie, Maggie was looking for Jesus. That, that's how she has such joy. Yeah. Hey, Amen. That's a great perspective. Father, I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, as a priest, you deal with people in the, the best times of their life and also in many times the worst times of their life. Uh, what, what is your advice in de- dealing with grief? And what, what uh, perhaps have you um, said to people to try to get them through the most difficult times of their life? Well, I would say listen to what Frank just said. Because what <laughs> yeah. Frank is. What Frank yeah. and Jenny have lived through, I was so impressed, Frank, to hear you saying it the way you did. Uh, John Paul II, at the end of the Jubilee year 2000, wrote that uh, on the beginning of the new millennium, and he mentioned exactly what Frank said, that there's this bittersweet experience, uh, the the suffering of this present life and the, the joy of the resurrection combined in a single person. Um, uh, I'm so glad. This is an, this is an in, incarnational way of looking at that bittersweet um, connection. I, I'm glad you're doing that, Frank. That's Frank and Jenny. I'm glad y'all are doing that. Yeah, yeah, sir. Frank, good to be here. do you want to say anything to? Can follow? I? Can I? I, I, me, I, I gotta say, Dave, the priest and uh, the priest and the uh, the priests and the deacons at St. Jude's and Allen did such, and and the uh, the Alpha Group out there did such um, heavy lifting with all of this. I was so impressed at the funeral uh, out there. So, yeah. uh, uh, shout out to them. Yeah, would that have been Father Andrew? Uh, well, Frank, uh, who were the priests yep. uh, that uh, Father yeah, Andrew? Father Sandler? Andrew, yeah. Father Abraham, Deacon Ron. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know why 
We love our priests. We love our deacons because it is in the highest and the lowest times of our life and in times of joy and sadness that the priests are there. And so, Father Paul, thank, thank you. Uh, it's such an honor yes. to hear from uh-huh. you. Thank you for calling in. What, two, two, tw- two times in I think three weeks that you've called in. So, wow, we're That's getting, right. we're getting spoiled. Uh, uh, Father Linda, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. good, God good, bless. good to hear from you, Father Paul. Thank you so much. Frank, just have a few minutes remaining. Uh, uh, who I know this is geared towards people who have lost a child, and I know that's pretty broad. It could be miscarriage, as we mentioned with your daughter, and I, and my wife and I lost five children through miscarriage to an adult child. Who is this conference, this summit for? Well, as, as you mentioned, it's for people who have suffered the tragedy of child loss, but it's child loss from the womb all the way through adulthood. And, and certainly, you know, our ministry, Joyful Like Maggie, Maggie, is for anybody who is suffering, because that's one of the things that's been impressed upon our hearts is that people people are suffering and they have to be prepared for death. I got to tell you, Father Paul being on the show is a blessing because there's two things that he preached consistently. And we were under Father Paul's leadership at the parish level from the fall of 2000. Uh, all the way until, oh my goodness, uh, 2009, and, and really beyond, actually, because uh, we we left for a little bit. I was traveling for work and lived in California and Colorado, but then we came back and, and continued at St. Williams. But he would always talk about being prepared for the last hour of your death. And that's mm-hmm. something he preached throughout the years. Is like, there's no more important day than that day. And the other thing he would say is, and he said this, uh, on November 1st, on All Saints, he would bring out this beautiful picture, and he would always point to it to the congregation and say, your job is to get your children in this picture. Yeah. Your job is to get your, your children to heaven. Yeah. And I got to tell you, those things really prepared. They helped me and Jenny prepare for the for the moment that we would lose our daughter. Like, like I said earlier, the church is always preparing us. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like, child loss, whether in the womb or later on in life. We don't know. But we do know that we're being prepared for that moment. So embrace everything the church has to give you, because eventually it will it will blossom at the right time. Yeah, and I think it highlights so much uh, what you're saying. When you have a great pastor, a great spiritual director like Father Paul Weinberger, when you're listening to Catholic Radio, you're reading good books, you're reading the doctors, you're preparing yourself for something that may come in the future. You know, it, 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 when something happens, that's not the time to say, oh my gosh, I better start praying now. I better, you know, you, the formation comes ahead of time. It's like practicing, uh, you know, for a football team. You got to practice ahead of time to be ready for the big game. And I remember watching my uh, former colleague and friend Doug Pearson die and of cancer, and he was so well-formed that he, he died joyfully. Mm. He, he suffered with cancer, but he was ready because he had been formed. Uh, Frank, that is so beautiful. Uh, Frank, uh, give us the nuts and bolts. If people want to register, what should they do? Is there a cost? Uh, you know, how do they log in next Friday and, and maybe some of the other particulars? Yep, anchortothecross.com. AnchorToTheCross.com. You'll get all the information there. The conference is on the 11th and the 12th. We did that deliberately so that it would be happening during the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And um, you can sign up. The conference is free for the 11th and the 12th, but there is a paid part of it as well. You can pay so that you have access to the material beyond the conference. Because once the conference is done, then the all of the videos and of the speakers will be taken down. So definitely look into that. We're really excited about this. As Father Paul mentioned, it's something that's desperately needed. 
Yeah. Um, and Frank, one other thing, I know that you and your wife are available to come out. Uh, maybe parishes are starting to plan for, for Lent. You know, uh, I know things are a little limited these days with in-person events, but why don't you talk about that and your willingness and availability to speak about the topics that, you know, were, were, you know that touch on your, your story with Maggie. Yeah, so we just started reaching out to parishes so that we can come speak. We actually just spoke at St. Bernard in Brobridge, Louisiana. It was a wonderful event. Uh, we spoke on the topic of how to embrace suffering. And so please reach out to us. You can reach us on Facebook. Uh, we have a public Facebook community called Joyful Like Maggie. You can go to our website, joyfullikemaggie.com, and reach out to us through there. And we're happy to come out and, and just help bring encouragement to the people of God. You know, John Paul II said, we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. Amen. And that's, that's what Joyful Like Maggie is about, is the proclamation of that message to a people who are suffering and carrying their crosses. Amen. Frank, thanks so much. I could, uh, I could interview you every week. I just love uh, uh, the manner in which you speak and the faithfulness, and uh, it's such a great message for all of us. And so Frank Ramirez, uh, again, has been my guest. The summit is going to be again next Friday, December 11th, and go until Saturday, the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe on December 12th, Anchored Catholic Grief Summit sponsored by Redbird Ministries and Joyful Like Maggie. Just go to anchoredtothecross.com, and uh, you can uh, find out all about it and register to participate. Frank, great speaking with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. God bless, everyone. All right. Thank you. Also, thanks to Father Paul for calling in, for uh, Cecilia and Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, the Sherathon begins. Hope to hear from you then. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.